2: And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, another deadly shooting tied to a New York City subway. In the last few hours, one individual has died, five others injured. When a group was fighting and suddenly shots rang out. And now we understand it took place at the train station there in the Bronx. And this comes as there has been a 50% increase in subway crime just last month. And things are getting downright crazy and downright dangerous. Meantime, also some brazen comments coming from the leader of a New York City migrant moped gang, the ringleader saying, it is much bigger than me that there are so many people essentially involved in this major gang that has been terrorizing New York City, mostly Venezuelans, and part of a crew that's linked to robberies throughout New York City, Yonkers, New York, New Jersey, and Florida, and tied to apparently a major illegal gun heist in a Fort Lauderdale area earlier this month. So it's like all over the country. They're sort of all working together causing mayhem and chaos. And yet we have a soft on crime DA in New York who seems to be letting them out every chance he has. And boy, is it posing a threat because it's coming at a time where we are hearing how many officers are leaving the force and how many officers are also being attacked. It is really, really scary. They've had, they believe, over 5,000 police officers attacked just last year alone in New York City. Think about those stunning, stunning numbers. That's an enormous increase. And if they're going to be attacking a police officer, you can bet they are totally out of control. And especially when you're dealing with these migrants who have no idea who they are, you have no idea of their background, you have no idea of their criminal background, anything in their history and yet we're just kind of letting them in all over the place so tomorrow there will be another vote on capitol hill to hopefully impeach alejandro mayorkas and i say hopefully because the last time remember they were short a few votes and my goodness if there's ever a vote that should happen in about five seconds It's the vote to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. He won't get removed because, again, when it goes all the way to the Senate, they just don't have the votes. And, you know, it looks like the Democrats vote on one side, the Republicans vote on the other, although some Republicans also split with the party, and that's exactly what happened last time. But Steve Scalise, who is said to be on his way back to Washington, D.C., he has not been there since the beginning of the year because he was undergoing cancer treatments. He is coming back because he says he needs to make sure he does this vote because he feels disgusted at what is happening with these wide open borders. And that's why when you go to the voting booth, everybody, uh, there's a big election in Congress, as we know, uh, tomorrow, that special election that's taking place in Nassau County. Think about who is going to keep you safe. Who is going to protect you? who is going to protect our country, and who is going to maintain law and order and try to bring some sort of sanity, if we can, to Congress and also to our communities. That is the bottom line. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And meantime, Congressman Byron Donald said, if there's ever anybody who needs the boot, It's Alejandro Mayorkas. Take a listen.
1: Uh, We're going to put that on the floor. It's going to pass. And look, the Senate is going to have to take this up and they're going to have to deal with it. They just can't ignore it. They're going to have to decide one way or the other. Should Alejandro Mayorkas actually keep his job? And the reason is clear why he should lose it. He's lied to the American people. Our southern border is not secure. There's already been a million encounters at the southern border this fiscal year, and we're only halfway through the year. It's only going to get worse for our country. He deserves to lose his job simply because he has not followed the law, he has not faithfully executed the law, and he has perjured himself by lying to members of Congress.
2: And perjury, by the way, is impeachable. And not following the laws of the land also would fit that criteria. But listen to Alejandro Mayorkas. Over the weekend, he was on Meet the Press, and he was like, oh, this is just silly. You know, what are you talking
3: about? Listen to this. House Republicans are planning to vote for a second time, as you know, to impeach you on Tuesday. They didn't have the votes this past week. They accuse you of willfully not following the laws and therefore not securing the border and lying about having control of it. Mr. Secretary, these are serious allegations. How do you respond?
4: They're baseless allegations, Kristen, and that's why uh, I really am not distracted by them and focused on the work of the Department of Homeland Security.
2: Their baseless allegations, thumbing his nose. And then every time that they were calling him before Congress, once in a while he'd show up and say, oh, yeah, there's no problem whatsoever with the border. But then other times he just didn't even bother showing up. So that certainly says a lot. Here's a little bit more from
3: him as to why he thinks he needs to keep his job. You have now been in your position for three years and let's talk about what's happened during those three years more migrants have crossed the border illegally last year than ever before the asylum cases backlog has more than tripled since 2019 you yourself have said that more than 85 percent of migrants crossing the border illegally are being released into the U.S. as they await their court dates let's just put impeachment aside for a minute why do you deserve to keep your job mr secretary
4: Kristen, the um the the data that you cite is a powerful example of why we need legislation to fix what everyone agrees is a broken immigration system and you take a snapshot of the data over the past three years Uh, Let's take a look before the last three years, that case backlog, which is about three million cases, has been growing year over year over year. The time between um, when we encounter an individual at the border and the time of final adjudication of an asylum case has been years, five to seven years, four years and years. I remember when I entered the Department of Homeland Security in 2009, we were wrestling with these very same issues. The system has not been fixed for 30 years. A bipartisan group of senators have now presented us with the tools and resources we need, bipartisan group, and yet um, Congress killed it before even reading it.
2: Yeah, because what was in it was allowing for 5,000 migrants to cross every single day. And what he has said is a flat-out lie. In other words, they did nothing wrong, nothing to see here, and no responsibility. And when he was asked, you know, who do we blame? First off, he finally admits there is a crisis. That took three years for him to even get to that point. But then he says... We bear no responsibility. He and the Biden administration bear no responsibility. That is such a lie. Listen to
3: this. No doubt there is gridlock on Congress, but do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis?
4: It certainly is a crisis. And well, we don't bear responsibility for a broken system. And we're doing a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it.
2: That is so not true. First off, to say they don't bear responsibility that Congress is the only one who can fix it. That's not true. The president could fix it in five seconds if he wanted to. The question is he does not have the will. And now we are seeing all these criminal cases taking place all over the place. And especially the beat-ups that took place in Times Square, another Venezuelan opening fire. And shooting into a crowd, he injures the Brazilian tourist and then opens fire again on cops again. If you're going to open fire or beat up a cop, there are no limits to what you will do. And if you're going to do it to a cop, you know darn well what it means for the average citizens. Uh, we have really gotten to the land of chaos and no, no accountability. one 800 let us go to Norm. Line 5. Norm, your thoughts.
5: My thoughts are, Rita. When you look at Alejandro Mayorkas,
2: it, it's clear
5: he's a mental patient. I mean, I, I just like you know, the emperor is not wearing any clothes here. You know, I mean, he, he he speaks in this flat monotone. His eyes do not blink. It's 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 very strange. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I've I've had a few people watch him little, little and they say this guy, this guy's. He should be in, a, in an institution. That's that's my thoughts on Alejandro Mayorkas. I don't say that for everybody in the Biden administration. I mean, I like them. I mean, agree, I agree with them. But this guy's a mental patient. I mean, he should be in a straitjacket.
2: Well, I will tell you, by the way, uh, I agree with you in the sense that he doesn't seem to have any compunction about whatever he's saying. He just sort of spews it out there like, no big deal. And doesn't seem to have any conscience. I mean, he sat there and he said, we don't bear any responsibility. I mean, are you kidding Mm me? I mean, uh, even if you're doing a good job, you bear responsibility for the good and the bad. He won't even accept that there's anything that they have done wrong. And that, to me, is frightening. I mean, anybody who cares about this country should be deeply, deeply concerned at what's happening right. at our border, and he doesn't seem to care, and doesn't feel like he has to be accountable to the law. That's another problem, too. Your thoughts?
5: No, my thoughts are: uh, let the impeachment begin. I mean, any, anything. Listen, I I know it's probably going to die in the Senate, but uh, let the impeachment begin. We, you know, we we have to stand up for this country, okay? And and this, you know, this you know weird globalist, you know, maniac. That's, you know, named Myarcus. We have to do something about this guy. That's all. Yeah, Francis- I agree. I think down.
2: that's why I feel like Norm, to your point, that it's worth going after, even if it is just uh, a measure for history, that he is indeed being uh, impeached. If they can have the votes, you know, for sure. Um, I actually think it's important just to do it because if anybody deserves it, it's him. Uh, let's go to Joe. Line two. Joe, your thoughts.
6: Him, hey, I love the bottom line. This yes, I was. I was at the VA hospital Thursday and Friday, and then I think about these thugs, including that 15-year-old punk shooting at that poor woman. If he had said, "I'm sorry, I'm leaving the shoplifted goods," there wouldn't even have been an in arrest. Instead, I hope he gets life, and they should charge federally every illegal invader because they are here illegally and stealing. Come here illegally as your people, and I did my people did. And another thing, when I was in that VA hospital, I had TV, I caught up, I saw how vicious those 13 thugs beat those cops. I saw that 15-year-old punk shoot at the cops, and I said, gee, I have a TV, a shower. I don't have that at home. I'm in a basement bunker while illegal thugs who come and steal and give the middle finger to America are being treated. They're not being sheltered. They're not in a shelter. They're in hotels, Rita. The bottom line is, by the grace of Christ, I survived. I'm going back in later this week. By the grace of Christ, I survived. And my, your wonderful voice helped me get through it. And Cousin Brucey and Piscopo and Rudy Giuliani and Blue Dogs helped stand up for the veterans. And the bottom line is, after all is said and done, Rita, Dr. Sabizito and Dr. Powell helped keep my dog alive. Richmond Valley Animal Practice, Staten Island. And Paws of War were taking care of my dog. The fact that he's still Bravo. alive when he would have done Thanksgiving.
2: By the way, bravo, 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 Joe. I'm glad that your dog is still alive, and I'm glad that you're doing okay, too, Joe. It makes me so happy to hear from you and just hear that you're doing okay. And you are absolutely right. They're in hotels. They're in these four, four-and-a-half-star hotels, which, by the way, in New York City, if you look at it, it's like four or $500 a night. Are you kidding me? On U.S. taxpayers. And also they had that $53 million part with the, uh, you know, the food services, if you will, where they can go to the bodegas. I mean, that we are so out of whack. It, things are just so, so crazy. And when we come back, I want to play this clip. Um, and you got to listen to it, Joe. When we come back, the Denver mayor was asked, how are you going to budget all this stuff? What are you going to do? And he said, well, we have to have shared responsibilities. That's how he describes it. That's a nice way to say, taxpayers, you're going to start paying here too. (laughs) That is insane. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The
0: Rita Cosby Show.
1: The Rita Cosby Show.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it...
1: It's the Rita Cosby Show.
2: And a lot of the migrants are living indeed in the fast lane and costing cities a lot of money. By the way. Uh, Eric Adams in New York now imposing a curfew at some of these migrant shelters after that 15-year-old migrant was cuffed for allegedly shooting the tourist and also aiming his gun at cops during a Times Square robbery, crowded Times Square. Uh, Adams putting a curfew of 11 p.m. to stay inside till 6 a.m., saying that it has to affect a number of these shelters, especially those with single adult men. Meantime, in Denver, listen to what Mayor Mike Johnson had to say about budget cuts and how taxpayers will all have to do their shared sacrifice for the migrants.
7: Thank you all so much for being here this morning. Uh, I'm here to talk a little bit about the devastating impact of the failure of Republican leadership in Congress this week to pass comprehensive immigration change and the impact that will have on both city budgets and on services that we can provide for newcomers in the city the second is we will start to have to greenlight a set of hard decisions about budget reductions across the city to meet those costs that we know will continue to arrive um, we want to talk about two of those today while they're the first steps they unfortunately will not be the last and may not be the hardest um, uh, this is a plan for shared sacrifice and so in terms of our first step on city cuts um, we are announcing today we will make some changes both uh, to our services at DMV and to our services on parks and rec.
2: This is announcement of shared sacrifice. Aren't you happy if you live in Denver that you are now sacrificing for the migrants, whether you wanted it or not, that we all have to share the sacrifice? Is that what this is about? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe in Staten Island real quick. Line 5.
8: Hi, Rita. Uh, great show you have. First time caller. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I, I'm re- really upset about uh, this whole Mayorkas, you know, ditching his responsibility to the American people. He's part of the executive branch and he's supposed to be executing the laws on the books.
2: Absolutely. You said it exactly correct. And he is not. And that's why there are grounds.
1: Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue.
2: And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by Goyacares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And this is a very powerful story coming from Anaheim, California, where in a swift display of initiative and collaboration, the Anaheim Police Department and Response Teams located and rescued A pregnant, unhoused woman who was trapped in a storm drain amid severe weather conditions. The incident happened last week when the Anaheim Police Department and Rescue Team responded swiftly to a distress call. The woman, who is believed to not have a home, was trapped in a drain leading directly to the Santa Ana River. Local police were alerted about the dire situation about 9.15 a.m. Upon arriving on the scene, and with remarkable precision, the woman was located and safely extricated from the drain by 10.40 a.m., remarkably without any injuries at all. Personal effects found with her suggested that she might have been seeking shelter from the storm in the drain, and it was a collaborative rescue for the woman, with local police, also other authorities, and a pivotal rescue operation by providing helicopter for assistance. The woman's rescue unfolded during a period of very heavy rain in Anaheim, California, which at that point had received almost three inches of rain in a 24-hour period. And, of course, thankfully, the woman was rescued and, as I mentioned, sustained no injuries due to the quick and remarkable response from the Anaheim Police Department and the other rescue teams involved. Bravo, and what a crazy, crazy situation, and amazing that she escaped without injuries. Well, we are talking about the incredible things that are happening with migrants in New York City and beyond, especially these very high-profile cases recently involving migrants where they have been beating up on officers Also, there have been stabbings outside some of the migrant shelters. There's, of course, the case of the 15-year-old who, thank goodness, has been arrested. He's going to be tried as an adult, as he should be, because he opened fire twice in busy areas in Times Square. One time opening fire, and then it hit that Brazilian tourist, and then another time opening fire and focusing on police officers. Thank goodness nobody was seriously injured, just the woman who was shot, but she's going to be okay. She was shot in the leg. And meantime, this is coming as we continue to be doing all these different things in New York City and elsewhere to take care of the migrants. They are staying at $500 a night hotels. There's one of them that's called the Row New York City Hotel. It's in the Times Square area. It's got a front row to the theater district. There are about 1,300 rooms there that are given to the migrants, and it's costing about $500 a night. I mean, does that make any sense to any of us at a time like this? And then we see them, you know, giving the finger and doing all this as they're getting arrested, laughing. And that guy, the 15-year-old guy who got busted outside of New York City in Yonkers at a house, he was crying like a little baby. I'm glad he wasn't laughing, at least— But crying like a little baby, what are you doing? You're man enough to open fire in Times Square, and then crying like, "Oh God, I got caught! I got caught!" He was hiding out with his mother. I'd like to know what did his mother also know? You would assume his mother knew because they put out an APB. They had the guy's name. They had pictures of him up there. Don't you think the mother probably knew? Suddenly, they moved out of the migrant shelter awfully quickly and moved into someone else's house who was harboring them. And what did the mother know? And if the mother knew that her son had done this and she was hiding out with him, I say throw the book at her too. Anybody who is complicit with somebody like this who opens fire multiple times on police officers, shoots a tourist, and then he wants us to feel sorry for him that he's crying like a little baby, only crying because he got busted, not crying because he's sorry about what happened. And again... This is all because of our wide open borders, not vetted, not checked. And here again, I want to play this because this is really stunning. Alejandro Mayorkas over the weekend on Meet the Press. And again, he says, we, meaning the Biden administration, bear no responsibility. We have nothing to do with the fact that the borders are chaotic, nothing to do with the problems of crime. None of that's our fault, just because we opened the place like a sieve. To me, it is unconscionable, but he continues to do that over and over again, hoping somebody is going to believe his series of lies.
3: Here he is again. Here's Mayorkas uh, telling uh, the big fib. No doubt there is gridlock on Congress, but do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis?
4: It certainly is a crisis, and well, we don't bear responsibility for a broken system, and we're doing a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it.
2: Congress is the only one that can fix it. That is not true in any shape or form. He could go back again to remain in mexico he just doesn't want to 1-800-848-9222 1-800-848-9222 let's go to william in new jersey uh william your thoughts because a lot of these guys are riding on mopeds that are stolen uh some of these ones this venezuelan gang That seems to be taking over these sort of snatch and grabs. That famous scene, sadly, of that woman who was dragged the other day. It was a guy on a moped. It was a guy driving, the other one snatching it, and then they were dragging her along. Uh, It's like the the moped migrant gang, it seems, these days, William. William, you there? William, call us back. We don't hear you, but call us back. Let's go to Alan Yonkers, line three. Go ahead, Al.
9: Yeah, hi, Reed. I just wanted to touch on the uh, uptick in violence on the subway.
2: Yeah, please, go ahead.
9: Yeah, like you pointed out, uh, you know, with uh, John Katz and the former police commissioner of Bratton today on uh, Katz and Cosby, uh, the situation is we've seen an uptick uh, 60% in the last few months. So that's really bad news for the, uh, for the current Mayor Adams, a uh, continuation of bad news. We remember the old bad 1970s. So my thing is, what you hate to see is a police commissioner where it's always politicized. We have a police commissioner who has the largest department in the country, and I'm not saying he's not doing a good job, but he's a political pick. And what you need to do in the future is to really try to get the best person for that job who has the expertise. We've seen the late Howard Saffir. We've seen Bernie Kerik, Ray Kelly. So you really need somebody with the expertise to be in that position and not uh, the politicization of that role.
2: Yeah, I agree. It has to have somebody who has the qualities and has the dedication, has the skill, and also just tells it like it is. Because the problem is if they're hired by somebody, you know, the mayor— Uh, They're always going to be careful about saying anything that's critical or that the mayor could say, well, I didn't like what you said there. There needs to be some sort of independence also to the role for them to actually do their jobs. And uh, you're right. I agree. And sadly, we've sort of lost a lot of that. It's become very political and often not necessarily going to the person who has the best streets knowledge, but the person who who knows the mayor or toes the line or whatever the case is. And that doesn't help anybody in New York. I agree, Al. Thank you. Great, great points. Let's go to George in Manhattan.
8: George, your thoughts. Hi there, Rita. Uh, What our country has to do, you know, uh, and of course this is uh, President Biden is at fault, you know, uh, we are blaming other sources, etc., on the links, that, and so on. But uh, in the end, it's uh, ultimately, it's uh, President Biden's uh, uh, problem, uh, you know, vis-a-vis the uh, 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 illegal immigration. Now, first, I have to congratulate you, by the way. Uh, Poland, they are doing the best, even better than the U.S. in terms of providing for uh, their GNP, you know, 4%. Yes. That's the highest. Yep. And as far as what Trump said, you know what I would do? I would have them, those who have been paying uh, uh, under 2% NATO members, I'd have them uh, pay uh, retro, uh, retroactively. Uh, Actually, that, that that's years.
2: a good point.
8: That's you know, a good point. Right. And illegal aliens, we've got to get rid of them before they commit crimes, because those who commit crimes, they come from countries where living freely, they are far worse off than living in our prisons. Our prisons are fantastic, luxurious places uh, compared to uh, where they live, where they come from.
2: Well, and, and, and you know the issue, George, you hit a great point. The other thing is, too, is these countries don't want them back. You know, Venezuela, we don't have sort of some extradition treaty with, you know, Venezuela. They don't want them back. They're thrilled that they're, like, coming to us. And you can bet. I mean, it's pretty obvious. When you see somebody like that who has no fear about opening fire on police officers in busy Times Square and, you know, shooting somebody else then opens fire again, like, in the middle of, like, one of the busiest parts of the world— You know that they've done this again. This is not the first time. This is not their first time at the rodeo. And what's amazing is this 15-year-old, he also was tied to an armed robbery in the past. There's probably a whole bunch of other things. He came over, I think it's in September that he came over from Venezuela. So it makes you wonder, what else did he do, Uh, whether it's in this country or elsewhere That we just have no idea about. It's not like you suddenly wake up and say, oh, I'm going to shoot at officers and just have no, you know, no care in the world. Clearly, uh, this is a hardened criminal already at the age of 15. And that's why we have to vet these people who are coming through. we got to have a sense of who they are. And the fact that Al Bragg, good old Alvin Bragg, the DA in New York, Let so many of those guys go who are beating up the cops. I'm glad he's being tougher on this guy and saying that he's going to be tried as an adult. But, you know, darn well, George, the only reason he's doing it is because of politics. You know, it's because everybody was looking at him and he got slammed so bad over, of course, what happened you know, with the case of the beating down of cops that now he's trying to kind of make up for it, don't you think? I mean, it's like it's yeah. pretty transparent.
8: Uh, right. One more thing about uh, Argentina, by the way. You know, many of these uh, illegals uh, who are originally from Venezuela, they got political asylum uh, there in uh, uh, during Trump's, uh, you know, uh, leadership, you know, uh, and things were strict, you know, on a border, etc. So uh, they end up in Argentina, Costa Rica, etc. But the majority ended up in uh, uh, in uh, Argentina, and they were able to work, live, and work there. And some of them saved enough to fly to the United States because things would uh, cozy a year for them versus having to work and earn a living there in Argentina. Year they're getting all these freebies, etc. So many found out. You know, uh, via the grape uh, vines, you know, and eventually uh, ended up here in the U.S. from uh, Argentina. But there is a law, international law, vis a vis refugees, you know, the first country of arrival is known as, you know, the phrase, first country of arrival. Yes, exactly, exactly. they have to apply there. They can't go to another country, which means Mexico. They have to apply uh, because the vast majority of them come through Mexico uh, to our border. Uh, so they ha- had to apply in uh, Mexico. Of course, Mexico, had wa- uh, once upon a time years ago, they used to shoot them uh, before they would crossed the border. They were so strict. You know, uh, illegals, they would shoot them down.
2: Right? But now they're the opposite. Not that I agree with shooting him down. I don't think that's a good idea, George. But I'm telling you, uh, they clearly are so uh, lackluster in their enforcement. And right now, if they came through Mexico, Mexico wouldn't stop them and check them. They they just could care less. And, and AMLO, the president Trump. there, AMLO, the president there, is like, happy that all of these people are crossing the border because he doesn't want them. Go ahead, George, real
8: quick. Rita, don't forget about Do- uh, Donald Trump. See, the Uh, The greatest thing about President uh, Trump is that he speaks what really decent patriotic Americans think vis-a-vis NATO, you know, the contribution or lack of contribution, et cetera. And when he said, uh, I wouldn't even care for them, you know, we're not contributing enough, uh, that uh, Putin goes after them, you know, conquers those lands, you know, He doesn't actually mean what he said, but he's just being hyperbolic, you know. But many think in the United States, who really love this country, that, my goodness, what are we doing? We want our troops to go and fight for other nations and get killed while they're refusing to make any contribution, just
2: 2%. Well, that's why, George, you brought up a good point,
8: because... If you look at Poland,
2: as you brought up, they're giving a huge amount. They understand it, they realize how important it is. And a lot of these countries have not stepped up. And I think, just like you said, clearly he's being hyperbolic um, when he's saying what he said. But I think um, he makes a good point earlier, not the point about, you know, we'll have Russia, whatever, but his point about stepping up uh, because they're right there in their backyards and they have had the luxury of the United States, just like the U.N. You look at the U.N. all this time. How much money is the U.S. continuing to give to the U.N.? And we were talking earlier today about the the U.N. Relief Workers Agency. Remember, we're right underneath in the Gaza location. Underneath is a big old tunnel that goes to Hamas with their electrical and a whole bunch of stuff right under the U.N. headquarters in Gaza. You can't make it up. And they're apparently paying the electrical bill for them, too. So, I mean, there are so many things that are just so fishy. And so and I'm glad, by the way, Trump cut off the money to that agency. Biden put it back on. So there are a lot of questions now where people do need to step up and at least do their part. No question about it. And again, it comes back to all of us here on our you know perspective. We need to vote for people who are going to keep us safe. who are going to put Americans first who are going to secure America and are going to secure our communities. That is the bottom line. And there's a big special election in New York tomorrow. Mozzie versus Swazi, third congressional district. Polls are open at 6 a.m. They close at 9. Who is going to protect you and your family? That is the bottom line right now. Nothing is more important. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break.
1: It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show.
2: Things are so tough for police officers. Here is Councilman Bob Holden talking about how tough it is to be a member of the NYPD these days.
8: Because of my colleagues in the city council who are uh, anti-police, they've created a war on police. We have fewer cops. They're funding the NYPD uh, much less. Uh, Police don't want to work in an atmosphere where they're not respected and where people are going to attack them. So you'll see more cops retiring or quitting. Uh, yeah. And again, they, we're not going to be able to manage this.
2: That is a sad situation. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to John Vito on line three in Staten Island. Go ahead, John.
10: Yeah, how are you? This is one of your, your admirers from Bari. Puglia. Ah, so that? That,
2: yes, I do. Uh, Fantastic. I love Bari. I told a, you a, that. A,
10: I compliment you to say bellissima.
2: Thank you. You know that? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for
10: what you're doing. I mean, it's really great what you're doing. But to really talk about this this subject, uh, uh, I don't know. It looks like we talk, we just like ruminating. What, what what we do? Not doing anything about it. We know this problem uh, started a long time ago. We know everything got disrupted. Uh, uh, we going we, we going in a big hole. We're just gonna kind of fall in. Uh, and there's no way out because. There is problem. Fix your own problem in the city. We don't need we can even take care of our own the fact people that we that we produce here. And all what the bills that we gotta pay and everything is on the worker. On the, on the, so let, the, let, let me, in, me in, ask uh, you, you,
2: let me ask you, John, yeah. my Bari friend, yeah. how would you fix it? What do you think we can do to fix it?
10: First of all first of all, this kid with the gun, I, I don't understand why they're not checked. Why should they have the guns, these people? They, they probably all could have a gun, and nobody knows about it, right? Exactly. And, and by the way, Did staying in a
2: migrant it? shelter, aren't they checking? You know, that's another of question, course. John. And
10: wait. Now, why this guy? I mean, I, I, I don't understand. First of all, the age, I, I, I don't think is good enough to think and do and walk and everything. I really don't believe in this age thing. I knew when I was 12, 13, going to school to it, I knew what was wrong. And you didn't do it because it was wrong. Otherwise, you get punished. You get in jail. Now these people that can do anything they want, and they can shoot a cops also. I don't understand. That's not. That's like
2: attempted murder. It is, and and exactly. And by the way, uh, they're looking at him for those potential charges because he just opened fire randomly in a crowd, John. I mean, there's nothing more dangerous than that. And you're right. Your description. We're sort of going into a hole, which is why I tell everybody they got to get out and vote. They cannot sit on the sidelines. They have to get out and vote.